one thing led to another today. Um, you know, I think on all three phases of the ball, starts starts with us taking care of the football. And we didn't do that today. Yeah, it's a terrible feeling, but at the same time, we we got to play Thursday. So this one's got to be out of our system before tomorrow. You know, we we got to be ready to go on Thursday, and that's. I mean, I think that's a fortunate thing for us that we get to get to play on Thursday and try to get this taste out of our mouths. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome on in. BetQL Daily, presented, as always, by FanDuel Sportsbook. Coming up about 20 minutes, nickel or dime. 40 minutes from now, lightning bets for Thanksgiving Eve. Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you as we uh, we dive into Week 12 in the NFL. Starts tomorrow. The voice there of Josh Allen, Aaron. And Josh Allen better bounce back. He's talking about... They get to play on Thursday. They get to shake off the loss. They were terrible on Sunday. And that Bills team, they were seven-point favorites. Uh, you I saw it at seven and a half at some point last week at the Colts. They lost outright by, I mean, a significant margin. That, that never felt like a game. That's, like, the fact that they got upset, it's the NFL that happens. But it never felt like they were in the game against the Colts. I didn't see that coming. That was That was a really bad performance by Josh Allen and the Bills last week. I know, and it really has me thinking, are the Bills now frauds? Like, what is going to happen with them for the rest of the season? It's been super disappointing. He's got he's to gotta get it together. <clears throat> um, I, like I said earlier in the last segment, I like the Saints in this as underdogs. Yeah, I mean, the number keeps going up. It feels like you know now we're getting a lot of points with the New Orleans Saints. But just to speak about how the Bills season has changed. Aaron, a couple of weeks ago, I remember we were discussing with Joe O who would win, who would have the best record in the NFL. Where, where if you could, you could take that bet. You could wager on that on a FanDuel Sportsbook team with the best regular season record. And we, we were talking through the Bills, their schedule, what they had done so far, how many wins they could have by the end of the season. They've now fallen to 30 to one in that, in that wager. They're, they're the last team listed. If you look right now, team to have the best record in the NFL, the Cardinals are the favorites plus 250 Packers are second plus 450 Titans plus 450 bucks plus 550 goes out of the Cowboys Rams Chiefs Ravens Bills the Bills are 30 to 1 now I think I think people are starting to pick up on it the Bills just are not as good as as we thought they were and I I just I I don't even know if they're gonna win their division right now I mean I the Patriots just playing better football and I believe next week we get our first Patriots-Bills game, which is going to be a gigantic game. And that'll feel like a playoff game a week from now. It's a Monday night game, right? I'm excited for that one. You know, we haven't had many great Monday night games, like matchup-wise, right? Like we've had some decent games, but like it's like yeah. Giants. Yeah, like these, these uh, Geno Smith played on a Monday night. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, a, a big Monday night game. That is going to be major um, because it's going to show us a lot about who is this Bills team and who is this Patriots team. I'm looking forward to that one. Um, Will we have the Manning cast as well? (laughs) I hope so. I hope we do. Um, I I hope the Manning cast just continues on forever. Me too. It's been my new, like, I just get, I get excited for it every Monday now. Um, I don't even watch the main broadcast hardly at all anymore. Oh, I can't anymore. I and noticed like, such a drop off in the beginning. I would flip back a lot. Now I'm like, I'm just keeping it here. <laughs> I don't want to hear what Steve Levy and Lewis Riddick and uh, I, I don't get the Brian Greasy thing. Like no one even knows who he is anymore. He played quarterback 20 years ago and he wasn't even that good. I, I don't get it. Like it's just a bizarre booth there. And like that, I'm going to listen to Brian Greasy talk about quarterbacks or I can listen to 
Eli and Peyton Manning, who have combined to have you know, four rings and a million touchdowns. I'll listen to those guys talk about quarterback play. So the Josh Allen factor and the Bills tomorrow night's a big one. I also, um, you know, you're talking about the best record. I mean, the Bills just have a pretty tough schedule. They've got the mm-hmm. Saints, the Patriots, um, the Bucks, the Panthers, um, the Patriots again, the Falcons, the Jets. Well, those shouldn't be too difficult for them. Yeah, the end is okay. The end's okay. Yeah, the end's okay, but it's that middle there that's a little tough for them. So that was the Bills schedule you're, you're talking about? The Saints starting this week, right? Yeah. Bills, Patriots, yeah. yeah. The, the, end, the end, they can clean up and they can get to the playoffs. Like Paul threw out yesterday the idea of the the Bills maybe missing the playoffs. I still think that would take a lot. I mean, they still have a you know they still have winnable games. You mentioned at the end there. This game tomorrow night's a big one. Like if they actually lose on Thanksgiving night to the Saints, who are playing Trevor Simeon at quarterback, I think then you really got to think like, wow, they might miss the playoffs. But as of now, I I still think the Bills are going to get there. Yeah, I mean that's crazy though if that happens. I wouldn't be surprised though. Saints at home. Against Sean Payton, but yeah, I don't know what's going to happen in that one. I, I like the Saints. That's where I'm leaning. I haven't placed a bet on it yet, uh, but I like the underdogs in that one for sure. All right, let's hit here as we wait for uh, Eddie Gross of FanDuel to join us. Um, let's hit on a couple of games, Aaron, that we haven't touched much on this week. There's some ugly matchups, but sometimes you could find some value in these ugly matchups. Falcons-Jaguars on Sunday. It is now the – I mean, the fart, listen – I know we've all quit the Jaguars. Uh, I think we talked about how friends don't let friends bet on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And that's that's true. You, you don't. And especially around the holiday season. Don't let your friends waste money on betting on the Jaguars. But I, I have to say what, I, what, what I'm thinking right now. Why are the Falcons favored in this game? Why are they – last time I asked the Falcons, they didn't score a point last Thursday night. Jacksonville is a one-point underdog at home to the Falcons. Why are the Falcons favored against any – they stink. No, they're bad. I mean, I don't really want to back either of these teams as underdogs. I mean, this is just terrible. If there's a game I want to pass on, it's this. And there's usually like one game a week where you're just like, oh, do we have to watch it? Do we have to talk yeah. about it? <clears throat> I guess I would lean Jaguars in this one, but I don't know. This is a toss up for me. I don't know if this line will move into teaser territory. Then maybe I would play it, but I think this is going to be a hard pass for me. Yeah, if it gets up to one and a half, you can get it over, you know, the over the seven to seven and a half. I mean, Jacksonville plus seven and a half at home. I would, um, I'd lean that way. Another one that, I mean, I would. I mean, I have to say, another one that is interesting here, Aaron, is Carolina minus one and a half against Miami on Sunday. Now, I was surprised at how Cam Newton played on Sunday. He played better than I thought he would. He was 21 to 27. He ran for a touchdown. I'm not surprised he ran for a touchdown. He always, he'll, he'll, as long as Cam Newton's in the NFL, he will run for touchdowns. That's what he does. But he threw the ball pretty well, 21 to 27. The Panthers lost that game because they couldn't stop Taylor Heineke. That, that, that was the issue. This week, The Heineke it's, resurgence. It's in full effect right now. Yeah, you know what? He's played pretty well the last couple of weeks. I know. I know it's crazy, isn't it? But I agree. I was surprised by how well um, Cam, he looked great. Um, yeah. But he didn't make some of the plays that you needed to when it mattered most. Um, so I might maybe tease the Dolphins. I hate to say it. You could do that. 
You right? could. You could go. Yeah. And with the with the um, Panthers offense being spotty, they're probably not going to blow out Miami. That's probably the best uh, best way to do it. So that that makes some sense. Aaron, we just hit on Taylor Heineke for a second. I got to say, one of my favorite bets of the week is going to be Washington minus one over Seattle. I think Washington's going to beat them. Seattle just feels like a total mess. The coach is just like, it feels like Pete Carroll knows it's over. Russell Wilson, I mean, we went from Instagrams about his his finger three weeks ago and how he's Mr. Unlimited. Now he can't put the ball in the end zone. Washington looks like the better team right now. Can they win four straight, though? It's a lot to ask, isn't it? I know. It just, oh, my God. I don't know if I can believe it, but it's possible. I mean, yeah. Tyler, I'm Tyler, Taylor Heineke looks, he, he's figured some things out. I mean, and then it's crazy that without Chase Young, how well the team is playing. It, it's, uh, I don't know. Everyone's excited here in Washington. I have a hard time backing the Washington football team. It's like the Panthers to Paul. I'm like, oh, I can't do it. I just can't do it. So you wouldn't even put them in a teaser. I know Paul said he put Washington in a teaser. Um, but that means he teased them through the zero? Is that well, I think I think it may have flipped. I think in oh, the Oh, okay. Got it, got they, it. They, got were the fa- they were the underdog. Yeah, they were the underdog. Okay. I was going to so say, Paul's I mean, you could tease seven. them through the zero. I know it's kind of a faux pas thing not to do, but... <laughs> Yeah, I, listen, I, I just think Washington is playing way better than Seattle right now. I know Seattle still has Russell Wilson, but the last couple of weeks, has Russell Wilson, he's looked bad. He's, not, he's, looked, this is he's looked terrible, and terrible. it just feels like we talked about it, like this marriage has got to come to an end. I think you got to hit the reset, the reset button here pretty soon. Seattle is also on the road. Um, that's a long trip. I've done it many times. It's not a fun trip, so I yeah, don't know. You, yeah, you I, know I would, what the uh, Seattle to Washington trip is like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I guess I would lean Washington football team. I just have a very hard time believing they can win four in a row. Yeah, and well, if they do, they're going to put themselves in the mix for the NFC wildcard. Let's go to Ed Egros, FanDuel, more ways to win. He's with us on the Roman guest line to talk about NFL Week 12 and some big picture stuff. Ed, appreciate you hopping on, and, and we'll continue this conversation for – uh, a little bit here because uh, we were jumping through week 12. And, and let's just start here before we get to the games and Thanksgiving, all that. And Paul and I have talked this week about the Vikings. There's, we think there's some value there on them. They're coming together at the right time. Played really well last week. And the Vikings are now sitting at 26 to 1, 28 to 1, excuse me, to win the NFC. The Niners, they play this week, also getting hot at the right time, 26 to 1 to win the NFC. We think one of those teams is going to go on a run. The winner of this week's game, obviously, has the, the heads up there. W- would you diversify? Would you kind of hedge it? Would Would you put a unit on each of those teams? What, what, are, you, what are your thoughts on, on our thought process here with kind of these dark horse NFC contenders? Yeah, I certainly don't hate the process as far as putting one unit on each in large part because if you look at quarterback EPA, total quarterback EPA uh, for the first 11 weeks of the season, I believe Kirk Cousins is fourth highest right now. And Jimmy Garoppolo is sixth. And the Kirk Cousins one doesn't surprise me too much in large part because this has been a stat that we've talked a lot about all season long. You've seen the graphic that I believe the Vikings are the only team in football to have a seven-point lead in every game this season uh, or something more than that. And, you know, second halves have not been always kind to them. 
But they're always in games. You do love the offense. You do love the diversification as far as the offense is concerned. The Jimmy Garoppolo thing surprised me a good bit more in, in part because he always throws, you know, sort of deeks and dunks and, you know, keeps a short average depth of target, those kinds of things. And for the most part, it has somewhat worked offensively. Um, and Garoppolo has been relied upon a good bit to where now you're sort of, you know, wondering, okay, what is the future at quarterback with the 49ers? Um, but I do believe that if you're going to hedge or you're going to, you know, pick one underdog to make a bit of a run, I am way more comfortable taking the Vikings than I am San Francisco, in large part because the odds that everything implodes in Green Bay is not zero. If this turf toe thing or whatever it is with Aaron Rodgers becomes a problem, the COVID thing becomes a problem, if Aaron Rodgers cannot go for any reason or they put him out there and he's not close to 100%, if this starts to deteriorate, then that is going to affect the entire team. The Packers don't have a backup plan to Aaron Rodgers. Now, you know, what, what team would in that situation? But they especially don't. So the Vikings, you know, they win this first game. They're, they're great as far as that's concerned. But they are in a much greater position to where if things do implode in Green Bay, then they can make a run. Meanwhile, with San Francisco, you have to pass the Rams and Arizona. And even though I don't necessarily like the Rams against Green Bay this weekend, do you trust both of those teams to implode in San Francisco to, to make a glorious run? I don't know if I buy that. Hmm. Love it. All right, Ed. I love a good underdog story. I really want the Lions to win a game. You know, the fire Nagy chants are being heard everywhere now. He's canceling meetings. They're all banged up. The team is struggling. I just want to fade the Bears on Thanksgiving. Is this the week the Lions get their first win? Aaron, I have some news for you. This is not the week to do that. I am still <laughs> with the Bears here. In large part because I am a believer in Andy Dalton to do what's what's necessary. I don't necessarily think that Andy Dalton is is necessarily going to you know put the Bears back on the right track and all that fun stuff. But in this one game situation, I I trust his leadership. I trust him you know to you know hang his usual eighteen to twenty one points, and then that's enough to win a game like this. Look, the big thing when it comes to Detroit is that they are not putting. Jared Goff or whoever the quarterback is in a position to succeed. We saw Jared Goff do amazing things in LA in large part because of how he utilized play action because of how Sean McVay implemented play action. And then they started to stray away from that just a little bit. And I think that that started to taper off uh, Goff's production. Then he goes to Detroit and they don't run it nearly as often, but they expect them to do more without that sense of misdirection and it just hasn't worked. And it doesn't seem like they're even trying to sort of up that overall rate. So the infrastructure is not good in Detroit. Chicago is in a situation where I think they can reliably hang 21 minimum against this Detroit Lion defense. It's having trouble stopping any passing attack whatsoever. So to me, this is an easy one with the Chicago covering. Eventually, I think Detroit will win a game. I don't think they're going to go 0 and 16 and 1 or oh 15 and two or whatever but i just don't know on a short week if this is the right time to do it two Ed ties <laughs> oh no i can't do that ed's gonna stick around with us we'll hit more on our next segment including the thanksgiving games where's the value with three games on thanksgiving joe g aaron hawks with becky all daily presented as always by fan duel sportsbook